Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever with a huge developing story right now from our nation's capital. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Shell Pins Oil Performance Line. Normally, I would tell you there's only one place to begin, and I will get you to the Steelers and the Bengals from last night in a moment and the implications for Pittsburgh. And it is, of course, the opening day of the NBA season with great games on the schedule tonight. Lakers, Clippers, Nets, Warriors. Four of, well, maybe the four most interesting teams in the entire NBA, certainly among those. And that is exactly where I expected to start today, but I'm not sure if you're aware of this story, but it is a remarkable one. It is where I'm going to start today. And that is involving Dwayne Haskins, who was a first-round pick of the then Washington Redskins a couple of years ago and um, is someone that I have defended to the nth degree. I was a huge fan of his coming out of Ohio State. I have long believed, and from a football standpoint, continue to believe that he was placed in a position in which it would have been almost impossible to succeed. The owner wanted him. The coaches didn't. It was a mess. They were a dysfunctional disaster. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for him to begin with. Further, he's a guy who only played one year of college football. Practically every analyst said coming out he needed some time to sit and watch and learn. None of that has happened. And so as badly as he has played, and he's been terrible, I have defended it. And in fact, this past weekend, when he was forced to start in place of Alex Smith because of an injury to Smith, I was critical of Ron Rivera and the coaching staff and the offensive game plan. Why in the world against Seattle in a game in which your defense only gave up 20 points would you have Dwayne Haskins throw the ball 55 times? But there was no defending, no defending what Haskins did after that game. In case you haven't seen it, it is all developed within the last hour. Some pictures started to surface of Dwayne Haskins allegedly from Sunday night after the game, after a game in which he played really badly and his team in a very important spot wound up losing in a strip club with a variety of women, no mask. He's got no mask on. They've got no mask on. Now, I'm not, going, I'm not sitting here to make a moral or value judgment. I have zero to say about his choice of establishment too frequent under normal circumstances. And whether he should be there after a loss, that's not for me to say. It's his life, it's not mine. I have absolutely no comment on where it is he was doing this. But to be there in this moment, at this time, without a mask on, and and to be surrounded by people without masks on, can only be one thing, and that is a complete lack of judgment. And an utter and astonishing lack of judgment that cannot be defended and cannot be excused. And there was no position on the football team in which this would be even remotely acceptable. But from a quarterback, someone whom you depend on every single moment for their judgment, for their decision-making, this is something that I think puts it over the top. And my initial reaction was, we got to get John Keim in here, who covers Washington for us at ESPN, and he will join us a little later, because I didn't want to go here without some certainty that those photos were taken on Sunday. A picture can, can surface at any time. It, the picture could be months old, for all I knew. But now he has tweeted an apology, Dwayne Haskins has. Quote, I want to publicly apologize for my actions this past Sunday. I spoke with Coach Rivera yesterday and took full accountability for putting the team at risk. 
It was irresponsible and immature of me, and I accept responsibility for my action. I also want to apologize for creating a distraction for my team during our playoff push. I will learn and grow from this and do what's best for the team moving forward. That's, that's a perfectly good apology, but it's not nearly enough to excuse the transgression. There is no excusing the transgression. In 2020, that is about as stupid, reckless, and dangerous a thing as you could possibly do. Because I think we can all assume that if those pictures don't surface, he is back at practice tomorrow, surrounded by all of his teammates. And whether they are 1-13 in 13, as the New York Jets are, or the best team in the NFL, or what they actually are, which is a team fighting for a division championship, one they can sew up this weekend, he could have jeopardized the entire thing. The entire, the entire franchise, the entire NFL season. Every single player is carrying that weight this year. And everyone knows that. There's no excusing this. It is, to me, this is indefensible. And it is an example of judgment and decision-making that, again, if this was the backup punter, you'd cut him. You probably don't cut Dwayne Haskins, but I don't know how you recover from this. I'm reading the story here. It says the punishment for Haskins remains to be seen. Uh, the team is handling the situation. Uh, John Kime is reporting that the team has been in contact with the league. The team is handling the situation internally. If he's dressed, if he's dressed on Sunday, it's a disgrace. A disgrace. I don't know that he's even going to be eligible because he's going to have to go through all sorts of protocols, right? I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. Again, we'll get John Kime on here because I have so many questions. But I, I have defended him for the last time. I have loved that kid ever since I saw him in college. I thought he, and I still believe he has unbelievable talent. But this is an unimaginable breach of sensibility. And it is an example of a lack of judgment that should set off every conceivable alarm bell. So that's where we begin today. It is by no means where I meant to begin on the day where the NBA season gets underway, but we will get to that shortly. Uh, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guest on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. Now we get to this. Pittsburgh was the last unbeaten team. Now they've dumped three straight. How far in your eyes have they fallen when you look at the whole AFC playoffs? Kenny, who can they beat? They were 11-0, and that was fool's goal. I don't see them winning the game in the playoffs. What in the wide, wide world of sports has happened to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Holy smoke. I am now going to say the last three words I wanted to say. I hate these three words. I was wrong. I hate being wrong. And I hate having to say it. But when you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, the expression is when you're right, you're right. Well, when you're right, you're right really doesn't mean anything. When you're right, everybody is happy. When you're wrong is when you got to stand up and say I was wrong. And you've heard me. I have been saying all along, the Steelers, that their losses were a product of the scheduling that they play on a Wednesday and then a Monday and then a short week on the road. I was convinced, and you heard me say it yesterday, that last night was the perfect get-right game in Cincinnati. All would be well. They would run it a little bit. That Ben would look much better. Defense would get fat and happy against Ryan Finley, a third-string quarterback on a two-win team. Last night on Monday Night Football, I thought the Steelers would win that game by 30 points. 
and cruise through the rest of this month into the playoffs where I, I believed they would be a really dangerous team. And as of last night, I don't know what to think of them because that was the kind of performance that makes you lose all faith. What else can you say? That was just atrocious. Ben Roethlisberger passed for seven yards in the first half last night. They averaged less than a yard and a half per play. The Pittsburgh Steelers have fallen, and there is no reason at this point to assume they're going to get up. The only thing that gives you any confidence in them whatsoever are the names attached. First off, Pittsburgh Steelers. That comes with as much credibility as any organization in the sport, so you give them the benefit of the doubt. Next up, Mike Tomlin, who is a genuinely great coach. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Next up, Ben Roethlisberger, who is a first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. You give him the benefit of the doubt. And they have some others, too. I mean, I believe in T.J. Watt and all that. They, you believe in the names, but which is the reason why you can't believe what your eyes are seeing. But they stink. That was a ridiculously bad performance last night. And as we kicked it around on television this morning, that's really what it was we were doing. We were just kind of kicking them around. Here was Jeff Saturday. The problem in Pittsburgh is what you're asking a guy who just had elbow surgery to throw it 44 times. That's the struggle. No physicality. No way they can win games doing it this way. No physicality. That's right. The Pittsburgh Steelers are getting pushed around. I mean, I, I, I think if you suggested that to Joe Green right now, he would punch you today, and he retired 40 years ago. But the Pittsburgh Steelers don't get pushed around. They do the pushing. So for the life of me, I can't believe it, and I can't explain it, and I don't understand it. But there's no way in the world I can sit here with a straight face and tell you I think they're going to figure it out. There's just no reason to think that. And in case you're wondering what the level of urgency should be over the next two weeks and heading into the playoffs, what if I told you, as they might say at the beginning of a 30 for 30, what if I told you that after the season ends, it's only going to get much worse? Dan Graziano. If you think it looks bad for the Steelers right now, wait until the offseason when they have to figure out next year's salary oh. cap. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger if they don't do anything at all, and he comes back, as Adam Schefter reported yesterday he wants to, he will cost $41.25 million Ooh. against next year's salary cap, wow. which is going to drop from this year, as we've discussed many times. So about 23% of the cap for Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger's cap number is over $41 million next year. Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. The offensive line is old and expensive. Young stars are going to want to get paid like T.J. Watt and others. This is a mix of very young and very old players that this was their year. This was the year. And in every way it looked at, they were 11-0 what feels like 15 minutes ago. Now, if there's anything you want to hang your hat on today in Pittsburgh, it's this. The last team that began a season 11-0 or better and then lost three consecutive games was the 2009 New Orleans Saints. You know what they did that year? They won the Super Bowl. So can you rebound from this? Yes, you can. Will the Steelers rebound from this? Tough to picture. Tough to picture. They may not even win the division. 
Here's what we're staring at this weekend. Steelers, Colts. Colts have everything in the world to play for. They're in a, in a mano-a-mano battle with Tennessee to win that division. Colts are 10-4, and four, really good and playing well. There's no obvious reason to assume Pittsburgh is going to win that game. In fact, guys, tell me if we've seen a line for that game. They didn't have one uh, this morning before I went on TV because the game was just played last night. Someone let me know what the, the number is on that game this weekend, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. I would guess the Colts are favored. So that's definitely a losable game. The Cleveland Browns, meanwhile, play the Jets. I know the Jets bounced back and won a game against the Rams last weekend. I know that they could easily have won two of their last three, should have won two of their last three games. But they're not, they're not beating Cleveland this weekend. The, w- the way the Browns are playing, I believe that that is a game the Browns are going to win. Say it again, Bubba. Say it on the air. Go ahead. Indianapolis minus one and a half. All right. Colts minus. And the game's in Indianapolis, right? Uh, no, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. So the Steelers are home. Home means nothing. Indianapolis minus one and a half. If the Colts win that game and the Browns beat the Jets, both of which I would expect, and the Browns have to be, Bubba, do you have it in front of you? They have to be a 10-point favorite against the Jets. Um, nine and a half. Nine and a half. What you're then left with is a winner-takes-the-division game last weekend of the season in Cleveland. Steelers at Browns for the division. And the differ- difference between being a division champ this year and being a wild card is way bigger than the difference between being the two-seed or the three-seed. The difference between two and three is practically nothing. This is living in a world where Kansas City is the one-seed. If the Chiefs are the one-seed, that's fine. They get the bye, everything goes through Kansas City, that's it. The difference between being two and three is practically nothing. Yes, your first opponent is what it is, but you're not any closer to playing Kansas City. They will get the four-seed in the second round if the seeds hold. And home field advantage, especially if it's, I, I said this yesterday, if it's Pittsburgh-Buffalo, there's really no difference. It's, 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 a, it's a bus ride. You don't even have to fly. It's, they're close enough to each other. It's a short flight anyway. And the, there's no perceptible weather difference, and there are no fans, or not enough to make a difference. So it really doesn't matter. So the Steelers had everything in front of them. They just needed to win last night against a Bengals team that has two wins this season playing its third-string quarterback. A quarterback in Ryan Finley last night who completed seven passes on the entire night, and the Steelers lost. So I have no explanation. I don't know where it goes from here. Greeny with you, and I'm inviting you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is winding down, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you. Treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Sends it over to Durant. Catch and shoot three on its way and in. Holds the line. Shoots a three. Steph Curry is back. Curry is back. Look at Doncic willing Dallas back. The NBA is back. And better than ever, starting tonight with two very intriguing matchups. I don't know that you could have better games to start your season than these. The Nets and the Warriors, which means the new-look Nets, and for that matter, the new-look Warriors, plus KD against his former team. Last time he played in a game was June of 2019, otherwise known as it feels like 20 years ago. How long ago does that feel like? When Kevin Durant tore his his Achilles in that game in the finals against Toronto, how long ago does that feel like? It was a year and a half. 
If you said to me right now, just close your eyes. If you said to me that was eight years ago, I'd believe you. It's a year and a half. Either way, he comes back his first games against the Warriors. And then you get the battle for L.A. between what most people think are going to be the two best teams in the West, the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm not convinced I think that, but one way or another, it's an extremely good matchup. The Lakers are far and away the best team. The Lakers are as prohibitive a favorite this year. Well, I guess it hasn't been that long. They are as prohibitive. They're not as prohibitive. Let me, this is a terrible double negative. They're not as prohibitive a favorite as the Warriors were when they had KD and everyone was healthy. That little tiny moment in time really hurt basketball, hurt the sport terribly. And again, I've, I've said this a million times. There's no need to go over it again. I don't blame Durant for it. He did what he wanted to do. But going there and basically making everything a mockery was bad for the sport. The Lakers aren't that good. They're the favorite. It would be a surprise if they don't win. But it is not, I would not go Lakers or the field. I certainly could see them being beaten, which I could never have seen in the case of Golden State without massive injury, which is what happened. They wound up without Durant and Klay Thompson at, at sports. So injury obviously is always the X factor in everything. Short of that, Lakers-Clippers is awesome. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. Lakers are the best team in the NBA. Clippers are right behind them. They made some changes. Take out Doc Rivers. In goes Ty Lue. Bring back Kawhi and Paul George for a second year together, and let's see what they are. So that game is great. But the really intriguing one to me is the other one. Brooklyn against the Warriors. What exactly are the Warriors? Steph is back. They have this kid, James Wiseman, who everyone loves. No clay. Draymond is there. So many names, you know, so many things to expect. I have no idea what the Warriors are going to be. Are they going to be a top four team in the West? Are they going to be a team fighting for the playoffs in the West? I honestly don't know the answer, which is what makes it very intriguing. I'll make some picks a little later today. Also, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm guessing, but it is obvious. No one knows that. But the greatest unknown, of course, is Brooklyn. You've got Durant back. Is he better than ever? Achilles, so many times, unfortunately, you see athletes never get fully back from that injury. So first and foremost, you hope that he can be, regardless of who you're rooting for, because the league needs Kevin Durant. And then you've got Kyrie Irving. What is that? What, what exactly is that? Where is his head exactly now? Is everything going to work out well with that pairing? If so, they've got to be the most dangerous team in the East. You've got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There's no earthly reason to me why that team shouldn't make a run to the final. I've said it. If they lose to the Lakers in the NBA Finals, that's not a disappointment. Anything short of that is. You don't go out and get Durant and Kyrie in hopes that you wind up losing a tough, hard-fought second-round series to Boston in seven. You get those two guys because you're thinking championship thoughts. And in the NBA of today, you think those year one. When you get players of that caliber, you think them year one. So to me, anything short of a trip to the finals would be a disappointment for Brooklyn. So let's see. It starts tonight. I've got all kinds of picks that I'll make for you later. I'll give you my predictions on who's going to be really good, who's going to be disappointing. I've got MVP and most important player and coach of the year and rookie of the year and all of that coming your way. And I will explain to you why the NBA has changed more than any other sport and why that is particularly applicable to one of the teams that we will see tonight. So all of that and more is on the way. Uh, we got to get into this business with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. There's more to be said about him today, and we will. Because Carson Wentz acts like he has no idea who he is. And that's a problem. Self-awareness in the good times is a very valuable trait. 
in the bad times, it's critical. We'll talk about that. We'll have a little unsolicited advice for him. And again, we will we will get you the latest on this thing with Dwayne Haskins, which I think is an enormous and consequential story. All that and more as we get rolling here. Glad you're with me on ESPN Radio. Brian Kelly, head coach, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, headed to play Alabama and the semifinals. Brian Kelly will join me live next. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. A very, very happy holiday season and Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Again, we'll go to Washington to try and get the latest on this story involving Dwayne Haskins in about a half hour. Marcus Spears will join me. Plenty of NBA today with the season beginning tonight. But right now, it is my pleasure to welcome, headed off to the college football playoff for the Second time in three years, the head coach of the Fighting Irish, Brian Kelly, is on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Congratulations, Brian, and thanks for this. How are you? Good, Mike. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. You know, in the world in which we live, all the discussion about who belongs in and who doesn't all of a sudden feels already like very old news to me. So I don't even want to go back over that. But there was one thing you said Sunday on the special that I thought was really interesting. When the conversation came to the number of games played, You were making the point that this year has been unlike any other in just how challenging it was just to get through a week and play a game. I'd love you to explain that. You've been a coach a long time. How was it different this year, every single week, in the challenge of just having your team ready to play a game? Well, I'll just give it in in a nutshell. Um, You know, we tested around each day, each, well, for us, it's six times um, over a 10 day period. So we get our test done at around 7.30 in the morning, and in a 24-hour period, we'll get those tests back. But we're waiting for those tests. Uh, I'm waiting for a text to find out who is on my roster that I can practice with the next day. So 
you know, as you put together your practice, as you put together, you know, all of the work that you have already done the night before for your practice, then you're waiting for your text from your medical people to see, are we good? Uh, is everybody uh, safe? Uh, do we have the same team? And that happens, you know, every other day. And then you're making sure that do we need to do a quick test on some of the scout team guys? Uh, were they good last night? Because they're disengaged a little bit. So there's a million things going on as you're trying to prepare for football that is outside of that. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really interesting discussion. I know the perspective you had on it. I know the perspective Ryan Day had on it. At the end of the day, the four teams are the four teams, and, and, and away we go. And you will play your game in Dallas instead of Pasadena. And I will give you all the credit in the world for that. I believe you got that done. We, we played your soundbite here on this show on Friday, and I echoed what you said and took it a million times farther, um, screaming and yelling about how ridiculous it would have been to make all your players go out to Pasadena where their families couldn't go with them. So in the end, now that your game has been moved to Dallas, how do you feel about the way the whole thing was handled and turned out? Well, I'm excited, certainly. And, you know, you hate to use this platform for those kinds of things. It's really not what, what I got into this business for, but um, I'm an advocate for our student athletes. And, and when they come to me and, and voice their concerns, uh, I'm going to take it to wherever I can to, to see if we can affect some form of change. And like I said, this is not what I intended my career to be about uh, trying to make, you know, changes uh, with committees, but uh, it was an important matter. These kids have sacrificed so much. I wanted to make sure that their voice got heard and, and um, we're grateful. We're grateful for the Rose Bowl, um, all their partners. Obviously, we know there are media partners involved in this as well, as well as the CFP to get this done. So um, it's it's a great end to the story. And it just made sense. I mean, at the end of the day, to send you all to yeah. a place that no fans could be anyway. I, I mean, I get the tradition, right. but there's already, you know, 2020 is not a year to worry about those things. Brian Kelly is with me on ESPN Radio. Okay, um, this is something I'll never have to do in my life. What do you say to your players when they get into a matchup and are told you're a 17-point underdog, what, 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 is, what is it you say to your players? Well, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier when you don't play well the week before. Um, so they're staying from the fact that um, their, their performance, our performance, my performance, I stunk. I mean, everybody that was involved in uh, that performance um, is looking at themselves and saying, uh, we need to be better. So it's really not about... Um, you know, the Alabama, you know, football team, although we have great respect and know what we have to do, um, our performance has to be better. And if we play up to our level, and then we have to play a certain style of football as well, make no mistake about it, Mike, you know, we can't give them the football. I mean, this is, this has got to be one where um, in our matchups against Navy, uh, you know, we get eight possessions. Uh, we can't give them a lot of possessions, but we're stinging from a, a subpar performance. So, that is our focus, is about our preparation so we play much better. How is it different also? I'm, I'm thinking to all the other times you would have been in a situation like this, and I, I was there when you played Alabama in the BCS championship game. If memory serves, you had something like four weeks between the end of your season yeah. and that game being played. Now, you know, a, a much more normal turnaround from a football standpoint of two yeah. weeks. How has it made the whole process different? Yeah, there was a loss of physicality in that last matchup. In terms of four weeks off, you – you lose your edge. You lose your edge in tackling, physicality. The game of football itself changes a bit. And so, you know, we've kept sharp in terms of, you know, being able to play every 10 days to two weeks. So 
that's not going to be the same in that respect in 2012. And our football team is different. You know, we weren't physically able to match up against this football team. Now, they are electric on offense. They have incredible skilled players, uh, obviously Harris, uh, Smith, and and obviously Jones, in terms of what they've been able to do offensively, is just prolific in terms of scoring. Um, but we, we're a different football team in terms of the physicality that we have on the offensive line and defensive line. Yeah, Brian Kelly with me from Notre Dame. Obviously, none of your players were involved in that game. It's eight years ago now, but you were, and you remember it. What do you take from that that you apply to this, this week and, and next, getting ready? Well, that again, you know, this game still is about controlling the line of scrimmage. And certainly, if we're able to run the football, uh, if we're able to, uh, in, in some fashion, uh, create a situation where Alabama uh, struggles running the football, we are in a very good position. So, you know, we are built differently than we were 2012. We couldn't do that against that football team. That was an outstanding football team that carried the day in all phases. So, uh, again, for us, this will have to be who we have been all year, and that is running the football, taking shots down the field, and then being so much better against the run defensively. Well, look, it's going to be a very interesting weekend, a week and a half away. I'm certainly looking forward to it, and I wish you the very best of luck. One quick other thing while I have you here, um, and that is I just wonder, I know the circumstances were what they were, but how did you feel about being a part of a conference this year? It's something that has been discussed so much around your program, and the future will be the future. I know that's not where your head is right now. But as far as right. the but, but Harris, as far as having played in it this year, how did you feel about being a part of a conference? How, how did you feel about the mechanics of it? And, and I guess how much did you like it as a coach? Well, as a coach, the the for us it, it was really um, a great dynamic because we knew what we were getting each week. Um, you know, from a film study standpoint, uh, as an independent, you're usually playing new coordinators, uh, new defensive structures. It's something new, uh, a new opponent uh, to have some continuity in terms of. Uh, who we were seeing each week was a little bit different and uh, enjoyable. Um, uh, but we still love the ability to go to the West Coast. Obviously, to have the ability to play in different stadiums and different venues um, has been who we are as an independent. This was a great opportunity for us. We're so grateful to Commissioner Swafford for giving us this opportunity in the ACC. Um, we're going to be friends forever. Uh, but I think that's just about all we're going to be. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's more than I was expecting. Uh, Brian, listen, a very, very Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope you can enjoy it at least a little bit this week, and good luck next week against Alabama. We'll be watching. Happy holidays, Mike. All right, you take care. It's Brian Kelly with me here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. There's a little bit to unpack from that. That was interesting. He 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 made no se- he, not a secret. He, he didn't. He didn't beat around the bush. He's going to stay. He wants to stay an independent. That's interesting because I think that conversation. I would have guessed is going to start getting a little noisier after what I think was a very successful foray by Notre Dame into a big time conference. As we continue, coming up next, I will give you two words that could solve one team's biggest problem. You'll hear those two words next. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, did you miss any of Greeny today? That is about as stupid, reckless, and dangerous a thing as you could possibly do. Don't worry. Check out the podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Yes, I actually endorse that thought. Uh, Missing any of this program is stupid, dangerous, and reckless. So is Dwayne Haskins and what he did on Sunday. We're going to go live to D.C. off the top of the hour because I I really want to get the latest on that. A, it's a very important NFL story. B, I think it is... It's of particular interest to me because I have been right in the middle of the Dwayne Haskins discussion since the draft when I was a firm believer in his, and he has disappointed me at every turn, but never nearly as much as he did this week. So we will talk about that when we get there. Uh, But first, I'm going to do Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and my Straight Talk today comes in the form of a little unsolicited advice. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. You know, Carson Wentz doesn't need any advice from me, but he's going to get it. And here's what it is. In life, you need to know exactly who you are sometimes. Like this story that came out from Shefty on Sunday that Carson Wentz is incredibly upset about the way his benching has been handled and he doesn't want any part of being there if he's the backup next year would suggest that he believes He has earned things in the National Football League he frankly has not earned. The only thing he has earned in the National Football League is a lot of money. And with that does not necessarily come being treated like a great player. Tom Brady wouldn't have gotten benched off of four or five bad weeks in New England. Aaron Rodgers isn't getting benched off of four or five bad weeks in Green Bay. Drew Brees isn't getting benched four or five bad weeks in New Orleans, and all those are obvious. But Carson Wentz, you aren't those guys. I know you're getting paid like you're those guys. I know you see yourself as those guys, and well, you should. You're talented enough to someday be one of those guys. But frankly, the biggest question most external observers have of your benching is why it took so long. And then the corollary is, why is it that every time they put someone else on the field instead, they play better? I mean, the Eagles are just better with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. That's, that's not a, an opinion. It's just an obvious statement of fact that anyone watching the game can see. So just a quick understanding of the way these stories come out. Adam Schefter is the best reporter in the business. He's one of the best reporters, I believe, that we have in anything and covering anything today. I'm well beyond sports. So when Shefty gets a story like that, it is because someone wants that story out there. We'll never know who. Shefty has sources everywhere. But someone wanted the world to know that Carson Wentz didn't want any part of being the backup. And if that's someone on Carson Wentz's side who wanted that out there, then that's terrible judgment. And if it's someone else who just wanted the world to know that he's behaving like a baby... I think that's even worse because it means that's the way people inside the building are perceiving it and perceiving you. 
So this had better be the best learning experience ever. Look, Carson Wentz could walk away from football, go be a backup, do whatever he wants. He's going to make $100 million. So he can't lose in this thing. But if you want to be who I believe you think you can be, and I agree you can be, Carson Wentz is insanely talented. I was talking last summer about him being the MVP of the league. How stupid does that sound now? But the point is, in order to be that guy, you've got to understand who you are and where you are. Understand exactly where you are. Right now, you're not in a position to be pouting about being benched. You richly deserve to be benched. And the new guy's playing better. The team is better with him. So what you need to figure out is why that is. Why is it they're better with other people than me? Why is it that Nick Foles won the Super Bowl with this team? Why is it that Jalen Hurts has reinvigorated a team that looked dead? Look, I was the first one making excuses. But there are no excuses. It isn't the offensive line and the receivers and the runners and the coaching and everything else when Jalen Hurts goes in there and just is better. So at some point, the problem is you. And so the unsolicited advice is, remember that right now you're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Tom Brady. You're not Drew Brees. I get that you want to be. And I will, I will say again, I hope you can be. I think you're good enough to someday be. But you're going to have to figure out how they got there. And you're going to have to take those steps first. The money doesn't mean you're a superstar. It just means you're rich. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. That strikes me as a really remarkable set of circumstances, and I think it is, in its own way, the most interesting thing that's happened in football the entire year. Because if you thought Jalen Hurts was going to be an NFL star, raise your hand. I certainly didn't. I didn't see that coming at all. And when they went to him against New Orleans, I genuinely believed that they were doing it because Doug Peterson wanted to say to whoever it is that was giving him heat about benching Wentz in favor of Hertz, he wanted to say, okay, you, you, you asked for it, you got it. Here we go. I'm going to send this kid out there like a sacrificial lamb against the best defense in football. And you know what he did? He looked awfully good against them. Did you just watch Patrick Mahomes against them? Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback, arguably as good a quarterback as you've ever seen. He didn't take apart that defense. He struggled with that defense. Jalen Hurts played well against that defense and then took apart the Cardinals. So he has surprised me and everyone. All right, Marcus Spears will join me coming up next. A million different things around the NFL to get into, and we'll go live to Washington to find out exactly what happened with Dwayne Haskins. Don't miss it. Next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.